Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode 33 for Wednesday, June 20th. It has been a while, but we are back. I'm Alex Uwe here today with Ray Estrada. How you doing, man? Doing good. Let's come back with a type of vengeance. I don't know. Yeah, sounds sounds like a good plan. Yeah, we are we are done with school. We're done for the year on our end Yay. here. Yeah, so it feels good. Um, we're gonna talk about some baseball, of course. It's the it's getting into the the dog days of summer almost. Um, you know, all star game, fast approaching. It's almost July, people. So make sure you fill out those ballots and uh, write in Brandon Nimmo. Is that I, I've actually not checked since the last time check. we did an episode. I actually haven't voted yet. Well, you should get on that because you can do. I think you can vote like ten times a day, but I don't. Yeah. And I actually I don't. don't know if they've added Brandon Nimmo to the ballot. I don't know if they add people to the ballot, uh, but that was one of the things we talked about last time as being completely and utterly ridiculous that he's not on the ballot. And since our last show, he's done nothing but rake also. He had a two-homer game the other night in Colorado as well. So I'm going to go ahead and check that in the background here while we while He we is the show. not on the ballot. He's still not on the ballot, so make sure you write in Brandon nope. Nimmo. Same advice holds from last episode. Um, but yeah, really, it is good to be back. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got a trade that happened recently. We've got to talk about a brawl. We've got, what else, uh, demotions. We've got promotions. We've got pitchers hurling on the mound in more ways than one. So we'll talk about all that stuff. And uh, yeah, we might play a game or two along the way and just kind of have fun with it and we'll see where that goes. So let's start with the trade that happened just a couple days ago. The Nationals added to their bullpen. They traded for Kelvin Herrera of the Royals, the last piece of that core Royals bullpen that won them a World Series. It is gone. The Royals officially have nothing. And, uh, you know, looking at the remains of their bullpen, they really do have nothing. But the Nationals, you know, good move by them. They gave up nothing major, just a few prospects that weren't even top prospects really so uh nationals add to depth sean doolittle sean doolittle will still be the closer according to the nationals so yeah not much other news there other than teams are starting to make moves and it gets us talking about the remaining big market trade chips you know we're talking <laughs> manny machado and we're talking jt real muto guys like that guys on really bad teams that need to make the most of what they got so I, I figure we talk about each of these guys just a little bit a few of the teams that are looking to sell uh let, let's start with Manny Machado because he's kind of doing his thing quietly just continuing to hit not quite as hot as he was to start the year but still playing like perhaps the best shortstop in the game or the best hitting shortstop in the game anyway and it is wonder where he's going to go because you know a lot of the good teams out there don't really need a shortstop but at the same time everybody wants Manny Machado so do you in your opinion or by your estimation who do you think are some of the teams that are in the running for making a push at Machado um I I haven't really thought recently about like Machado and what teams would be good fit, a good fit for him. What uh, I don't know if you saw this today, but apparently the Diamondbacks are have an open dialogue uh, 
with the Orioles and Diamondbacks. I don't know if they necessarily play him at shortstop. Um, well, they would, I think, right? They, yeah, I mean Nick Ahmed, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Nick Ahmed. Um, yeah, that I yeah he'll play there. That seemed like it could be a good fit. The D backs pull another rental um, power hitter into that ballpark. But um, I I would say I don't care if you need a shortstop or not. I think every team in contention might check in on uh, Manny Machado. But um, it's I, the Orioles made it clear he's a rental, and I think everybody knows that. Everybody so, knows uh, it because he is going to get paid in the off season. Yeah, no matter what happens, he's going to get paid to be a shortstop in the off season. Uh, I'm I'm yes. sure he wouldn't mind playing third base for two months for a contending team, and then getting paid to be a shortstop. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. I don't expect that trade to happen until until the deadline itself, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit earlier. But uh, I see a lot of teams vying for Machado's bat. Yeah, and it's it's crazy because you know the Yankees, you know going into the season were the big team that were like, oh, are they gonna pull the trigger and trade for Machado? Of course, their their farm system stacked. They they theoretically could have done it any time before the season too. But they didn't, and now they've got Andujar and Torres that are that have not missed a beat since being called up. You know they're they're on it right now. You know Gleyber Torres just his 14th homer of the season, and it's June 20th. He did not play. He didn't play at all in April, right? No, I don't think he, he came did. up in May. This is so fun to watch as a Yankees fan. I'm not going to talk about the Yankees this entire time. I promise. But I just don't think the Yankees are going to make a push at trading for Machado as a rental. There's no need. There's no need. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's hard anywhere you look. You know, the Red Sox have a really good shortstop. The Astros have another very good shortstop and not a lot of holes elsewhere. So it might be a little bit of a, a puzzling trade deadline to see uh, what the Orioles do. I wouldn't be surprised if the Orioles' incompetent front office just ends up hanging on to him. Uh, wouldn't wouldn't that, put that against that them. would not be a huge surprise because they were supposed to trade Zach Zach Britton last year and they did not trade him, and yeah. there was a, more of a need for Zach Britton on teams than there isn't a need necessarily yeah. or fit for for Machado. Zach Britton is probably <laughs> going to be gone this year, just the same. He should be. Hopefully, he's back. He's <laughs> he's back from his Achilles thing. He's been closing games again. Looks fine. So we'll see. We'll see if they pull the trigger this year. How about the Marlins though? who were supposed to be the worst team in baseball and by many people's assumption were supposed to contend for the worst record ever, but that's not the case. In fact, it's the Orioles that are doing some spectacular things in terms of having an awful record. In fact, 20 wins at this point and 51 losses. So that's yeah. it's not, not a good not, record. Not good. That's a very low percentage. But the Marlins do have 29 wins so not (laughs) far from the worst of the worst i think there are how many teams are there there's one two three four four teams with worse records that would be the white Sox, the royals the orioles and the reds so marlins are doing okay and they have some pieces that are interesting jt real muto is probably the biggest one some bullpen pieces you know those always fly off the shelves like crazy but Real Muso is an interesting guy because there are very few good catchers in this this game of baseball today, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But 
this one. This is the guy I think that's going to cause a lot more buzz than Manny Machado as we, you know, get further into summer here because of the fact that a lot of teams could upgrade at that position. Now, again, you know, a team like the Yankees and Astros probably not looking to upgrade there. Um, but there are plenty of teams that could definitely use uh, a really good bat behind the plate. He is really good. He hits he hits over 300. It's for a little bit of power. He's he's a veteran at this point, um, so there's not a lot of questions surrounding his game. But uh, likely suitors for Real Muto. Who you got? Um, I'd say basically any team that isn't the Dodgers, the Astros, or Yankees. Teams that don't have standout catchers. I mean, I I think I think that that's your market. Um, mm-hmm. Because you have you have Grandall and and I know you really like Barnes there, in uh in in L A, Yankees. Why would you trade for Rio? I mean, so when you have Gary Sanchez, and and Gaddis and and McCann, and service, Max Stassi, uh, Max Stassi, too. and Max Stassi. They're three catchers um, deep over there. Yeah, they have they have yeah they're three catchers three good catchers deep, in um, in Houston. But like I said, everybody everywhere else catcher isn't a premier position. So I think. Um, if I would say the Angels, Maldonado's uh, tough to move a, a Gold Glover like that, but yeah, Yadier Molina is the only other guy too. But other than that, I think Wilson Contreras. I'm thinking of more guys. No, no, there's more now. Along. There's um, more now. A few, but, uh, a few teams that do like come to mind like immediately are teams like the Red Sox. Yes. Maybe the Nationals if they're willing to trade within their division. <laughs> um, you know, uh, the Indians for sure could use an upgrade at catcher. I don't know if they will, given how the whole Luke Roy situation played out, what, two years ago now? So, yeah, there are teams that will be that will be uh, bidding against each other for real Muto. So, yeah, I mean, some of the what are the other teams that are looking to sell pieces, really? I mean, the Royals, what do they even really have to sell like what merrifield I mean, is moustakis is on a one-year deal moustakis yeah you know i just sell don't, him as a rental yeah I, I don't see them as nearly as intriguing pieces moving forward it's rare that we see players like real muto and machado that are that can really command quite a big trade haul that aren't pitchers that is pitchers always at the yeah. deadline are are gonna go first but uh two really key everyday position players that the most important positions in baseball that's something that you don't see every year so yeah let's move on from that and we'll get into a little bit of a little bit of action on the field after another controversial play at home plate surprise surprise (laughs) Uh, matt kemp decided to barrel into uh robinson chirinos at home plate and as you'd expect Trinos did not like that. So they kind of had a fake fight. The bench is cleared, yada, yada. But I, people, for some reason, can always find a way to stir controversy surrounding the play at the plate. And Kemp, you know, you can't really say he didn't barrel into the catcher because he did. It wasn't even close in that regard. But then you get people saying, oh, you know, what? what is he supposed to do there? Like, how, like there's nothing else he can do. Uh, or you know i didn't think that was a that was a an illegal player like it shouldn't be an illegal play like i hate this rule there's there's always 
things to be upset about regarding this and it's just ridiculous but uh for the sake of controversy we will discuss it so are you defending your boy your dodger matt kemp or is was he just being a little ridiculous there i i'm i'm gonna defend my boy that's a perfectly legal play to my to my knowledge the rule is uh the runner cannot deviate from his path to take out the catcher that is that that is that is i believe the rule did they not eliminate just plowing over the catcher i thought that was a thing that they also did at some point in time i'll look it up now because now i'm doubting it but i'm pretty sure that was a thing i remember when they changed the rule the catcher couldn't block the plate and if the runner i remember the runner couldn't deviate from his path to initiate contact with the catcher that is what i remember the rule to be now i don't i don't think they've changed it but if that is rule then kemp did nothing wrong torino's had the ball took away the whole plate and kemp ran him over ran straight ran straight the whole plate got random didn't didn't dislodge the ball but perfectly fine fine play by my and i'm a catcher i perfectly fine play by that by that and then Chirinos apparently got mad at the way Kemp reacted afterwards which I don't think Kemp reacted much after after that Chirinos got all up in arms um and it was Chirinos who put himself in that position uh to, to get run over like that so um I mean he, yeah no, Kemp was hung out to dry like yeah, <laughs> there was... oh no exactly but like when you know you take away the whole plate as a just as a catcher you know just be out at that like honestly i just be out <laughs> you know it was not a close play at the plate <laughs> no i no i'm but i mean he, he had like... he had plenty of time to not to decide not to just plow into the catcher i know it's a case-by-case basis i cannot actually determine just based on the language of the rule if that was a thing it happened in 2014 right when they changed the rule um now that's so so long ago now it feels like it was just yesterday but yeah i mean the intent was to prevent collisions at home plate and that's what the like the the rule is you know considered the the amendment to home plate collisions uh here's some some of the bullet points here i'm, I'm just looking um Runner may not run out a direct line of the plate to initiate contact. That's what you said. Catcher may not block the plate. Uh, all, well, all calls will be based on umpire's judgment. That's obvious. Runners are not re- okay. Runners are not required to slide, and catchers in possession of the ball are allowed to block the plate. However, runners who do slide, and catchers who provide the runner with a lane will never be found in violation. Okay, so it doesn't really go into it there. You know that would have been the spot to say, you know, if the catcher has is in possession of the ball. And blocking the plate then the runner cannot do that i don't know it it makes sense it makes more sense to me that you know that it would be well, the, that way what 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 the rule um was trying to prevent was what happened to buster posey was uh when he when he broke his leg hence the buster posey rule yeah but still uh, it's, it's a li- isn't it just a little bit unnecessary to just run through a catcher who's holding the ball going to tag you out at home plate i mean it's i i honestly have no issue with it it's it's trying to be like you're you're a catcher did you did you enjoy that element of the game personally because i know some catchers do miss it and it's weird to me (laughs) 
I I don't know. It's not necessarily enjoy, but it's like I don't I didn't mind it as much. I didn't like oh I don't because I've gotten I've gotten run over twice in my career. I I held on to the ball both times, but it was like okay I got ran over, held on the ball. Good job, got out. I I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, but you see some catchers definitely take it personal. I I I don't that that that's, yeah that's that's on them. There's a lot Sit. more problems that come from <laughs> running over catchers than they do the opposite. Like I'm sure if Matt Kemp just slowed up there and got tagged out of the plate, you wouldn't see tons of people up. Oh, maybe you would because people are crazy, but you wouldn't see tons of people that are going. He should have trucked the catcher. Like what is he doing? He's not hustling. Like he, the, what a bad baseball yeah, play. I, like I mean, that that is just a little bit too far in my opinion. No, yeah, I I, I when you're saying the the players should be doing that. Yeah, I, I agree that that was a, that that would be a little too far. But I as, personally, as a, as a catcher, I you, when you take away the whole plate, and that is still a possibility, the runner is still w- within the rules allowed to do that. I I don't take it personally that that he runs me over because he is he is fully allowed to do that. All right. Well, I'm sure we will revisit the topic. And I and like I've said it before, base running for some reason this year just captivates me more than any. <laughs> anything else in this game i can't get enough of it yeah. I, you know seeing the, the creativity of slides anytime yeah. i see you know, just with reap i think replay review really did that for me that's that's say what you will about replay review in terms of competitive balance i like it so much more i find it you know, stole every stolen base is so much more interesting because you can see exactly what the players are doing you know yeah and, well, not just that. Is that guys need to make sure that they really are safe and they really do stay on the bag. Mm-hmm. So it's like I said, it's all about create creativity, and and <laughs> and it is it's 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 great to see. Yeah, learn the swim, swim move, move, everybody. Swim move revolution. Yes, that is a recurring theme, of course. Um, I here's a I, you know one guy that I do not believe will be able to get the swim move down. Uh, in fact, has to work on a few other things in his game, is Miguel Sano, who was demoted by the Twins, oddly enough. Uh, not the fact that the Twins demoted him, but just the fact that this is a pretty established player uh, who was really scuffling, was not playing well at all, and he was sent down to single A to work with, um, I think, one of their hitting coordinators in Florida. Is that where their team is? I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, yeah, it that, is that's, I believe that's where it is. But um, they're just going to let him rework everything and then get him back in the big leagues when he's ready. Um, and that's something that seems to happen every now and then. This year, for some reason, it seems like a lot more players that you know were good hitters that hit the ball really hard consistently are just not able to do it for some reason. And it's so weird. For a long time, it was Paul Goldschmidt. He's completely turned around. I think since we last podcasted, he has just hit everything. But, you know, the first two months of the season, you just ask yourself, how can somebody with so much experience succeeding at the big league level just kind of forget how to hit? It's a hard game. You got to keep making yourself better because everybody else is. You can be sure of that. So... I do not think Sano is done for the year. I think he can definitely have a big second half um, if they, you know, get him right by the All-Star break, you know? Second, there's two so, halves of the season, so to speak. I know it's not a split directly in half at that that break that we got, but 
you know, there's a lot of time to do good things there, and the Twins are in a playoff race, so they definitely need a big power bat in the middle of that lineup. The Twins have been really impressive, though, all around. Wouldn't you agree? Eduardo Escobar has been fantastic. Yeah. He, I think he might be leading the MLB in extra base hits if it's not Jose Ramirez still, uh, because he's been that good. He, he, he hits so many doubles. He's just he's coming up clutch. He, he basically beat Chris Sale today in today's game with a double. Surprise, surprise. So um, they've got a lot of things going right for them. Eddie Rosario is like one of the ten best outfielders in baseball now. It seems so. You know. Lots of good things for the Twins going right now. Um, did you have anything to say about Snow? Um, had you watched him at all closely throughout the the year so far, or um, really? not? Not really. Only, only gotten to see him a, a a couple of times, and he wasn't bad in the bed. He was hitting two hundred seven. He was hurt for a stretch of the year. Dexter Fowler is still playing with one sixty eight average. Cole uh, Calhoun's Cole Calhoun. back in the Angels lineup, and he homered today. Yeah. By the way, another awful season. Yeah, Chris um, Davis is Chris I believe oh, yeah. now benched by the Orioles. Yes, he's he's been benched and uh something that uh was happening in Baltimore, there was a Baltimore bar that's uh Chris Davis is hitting so bad that Baltimore this bar in Baltimore was willing to offer free shots uh every time Chris Davis got a hit. Yeah. Well, did we so, talk about that before? I cannot recall. We, if we you and I podcast. you uh you and I talked about it Mm-hmm. Uh, just like in between, because it's been two weeks. Well, since podcast, apparently, so. not gonna cost them too much if he is no, no. on the bench. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, I Snow's motion. I mean, I I I see no real issue with it. I mean, I I understand it. And for people, I've seen people forget. Oh, why is he going into single A? It's it's because their single A is at their spring training facility in Florida, so he's gonna get a lot of work down there, uh, more so than he's gonna get just like traveling with the AAA team. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's all. It's that's why he's all the way down in single A. It's because uh, it's basically extended spring training down there. Yeah, and uh, you know who better not go back to the minors is Juan Soto, because he's Juan Soto and he's been amazing. That is all I have to say. He was so good that he hit his first major league homer before he even made his MLB debut. Isn't that amazing? That is, that is insane. I I don't think it's happened before in that in that way. Um, I do believe I read that Barry Bonds did have a similar kind of asterisk by his name. So because I'm being incredibly vague still, and I haven't explained what I'm saying. Juan Soto played in a resumption game of a delayed Yankees Nationals game from earlier in May, I believe, before. It might have been from April even. I think, it was no, a I think May, 15th, May 15th was a game. Okay, yeah. And this was well before uh, Soto was called up to the big leagues. And he pinched it in that game. Hit an absolute tank, might I add. Probably the farthest ball hit at Nationals Park that I've ever seen. The announcers seemed to say the same thing. He basically cleared all of the seats in that ballpark. <laughs> so just... A, the most enjoyment I've ever had watching an opposing hitter to the Yankees hit a home run. It was majestic. And Juan Soto is one of my favorite players now. Who knew? Um, this was supposed to be Vlad Jr., but now Juan Soto is my new best friend. So, oh, actually, Gliber Torres is still my best friend, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but Juan Soto hit a home run in a game that happened before his MLB debut. 
So there's lots of technical, you know, scoring related nonsense going on with that. Um, it is not his MLB debut. That's that's just one of the highlights of, or like one of the the highlighted things from the notes on that. Not his MLB debut. I do not believe it is marked as his. It might. I, don't, I actually don't even remember. I think I've heard conflicting things on this, but it might be his first major league home run though. It might be counted that way. So, you know, I I do not know how that affects anything other than the fact that it's really cool. So, this is gonna be it. This is gonna be trivia for for all time because Juan Soto should be the best player ever, and he's nineteen years old. So. Next Barry Bonds incoming. We did you have anything to add about Soto, by the way, before we move on here? Uh, no, he's he's been really good since he's come up. Uh, he actually came up five days later on May twentieth. Um, uh, after that May fifteenth game mm-hmm. on on MLB.com, his game log has the May fifteenth game ahead of his debut on the twentieth. Uh huh. <laughs> um. So if you go by that, you would say his first home run was May fifteenth, but also so his debut you, was May fifteenth. You do you, so they do consider that his first major I, league I, home run. I want to look at the um I don't know the box. I want to look at the box score and see what that says about it, because the box score will have like the official. But box uh, scores are posted by MLB.com, right? Yeah, it says one. Yeah. All right, there you have it. <laughs> first home run, not in his debut, before his debut. Um, that's pretty cool. So let's move on here. We, we missed a lot in the time that, you know, we, we were on our hiatus, but one thing remained, the Mariners just kept winning. And I believe last time and every time before I'd said, they're not going to keep this up. They can't, they're, they're winning all their one run games. It's just not sustainable. And it probably isn't. But it has been to this point. We're, what, almost through the month of June, the Mariners are still doing it. They're just winning all their games. I believe, I don't even, I don't know if this is still the case, but they at one point had as many one-run wins as they did win, as they did non-one-run wins. So half of their wins <laughs> were one-run wins. I don't even, I, I don't remember if it, if it passed that point where they had more one-run wins then I, I'm, I'm saying the word one and run so many times in succession that I'm really nervous that I'm messing up all my words right now. But the Mariners are winning a lot. That's the point. They are 46 and 27 and still three games behind the scorching hot Houston Astros who just snapped a 12 game winning streak. So the AL West, which was supposed to be the Astros and it is and it probably will be. But the Mariners might find their way into a wild card spot. Do you? I don't even know what to ask you about this because <laughs> if I ask you, do you think it's sustainable? The answer should be no, or else I have serious concerns about your analytical skills. Uh, I could ask you who is the key to their success. There's probably a lot of right answers to that. Um, well, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and start with that. So, you know what? What's going on it i mean obviously it's a collection of all all these guys just getting the job done but and it seems to be somebody some days it'll be mitch hanniger who's the hero denard span 
had a huge clutch hit in another game. Edwin Diaz comes in, closes every ninth inning pretty much. You could tribute some of the success there. Um, I don't know. D Gordon Speed can win some games. You know, there's it's just it's just coming from yeah. everywhere. So I mean, G- uh, uh, Gene Segura has has been really hot for the last few weeks as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the said, whole year, the whole year. But I mean, especially well going into that Boston series. Uh, he was hitting like 470 over the past uh, week prior, I think. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Nelson Cruz is still mashing home runs. Um, Denard Spann was a good pickup. He's 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 provided some uh, 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 some spark in that lineup. Said so Mitch Haniger having big hits. I think he had two walk offs this this month already. Um, like it's quite or two walk offs this year. Yeah, so he did the, have a huge game um that he yeah. basically won for his team this month so um yeah yeah and you know with well for one thing also the other addition that they made alex colme has definitely played a, a part in increasing that one run win percentage as some of the games that they were leading became one run games thanks to him so you know good addition <laughs> there um but you know i still I, I don't know if i see it because one of those wild card teams is coming out of the al east do the Yankees yeah. and the Red Sox, and then any it's what it's it's the Angels and the Mariners, and yeah, maybe pretty the much Twins. Well, the Twins are five twins teams are under five hundred right now. Yeah, the they have zero have a better record than the Twins. The Twins are a good team though. The Tigers are not a good team. Yeah. So <laughs> do with that what you will. Um, there, there's but, not yeah. there's not a lot of good teams in baseball. No, so say but, what you will but, about the NBA yeah. and their lack of parity. Uh, baseball seems to be pretty lopsided right now, but nobody really cares. Well, I mean, baseball, you would say lopsided, but, I mean, there's no yeah. – it's far from a guarantee that the Astros and Dodgers are going to go back to the World Series. Right. Okay, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's it's not a real problem, okay? It's exaggerating. Yeah. It's it's just banter. Um, but, yeah, but yeah, it's it's been competitive in certain divisions and then just not at all – in some other ones, um, like the NL is pretty competitive. Yeah, the NL's got some good races going. Yeah, so we will go ahead and move on from that. That's kind of just a a standings update. I'm sure we'll be do we do that all the time. Uh, let's get <laughs> to some weirder stories now. This is this is a, the bread and butter of this podcast. Uh, let's start with Brandon Morrow, who was reportedly he was not placed on the dl right but he was no reportedly unable to pitch in today's game because his back tightened while taking off his pants yes i'm curious now i'm gonna ask you at what stage of the pants putting on process was it and also do you think he attempted to jump into his pants two legs at a time so he was not putting on his pants. He was taking off his pants. Do you think he tried to jump um, so out of his pants? I, I, My mistake. That was the reverse. My bad. Um, uh, I don't think that's, that's the case. As a person who deals with back spasms occasionally, uh, it it can happen by bending over really quickly. And I think he may have – I mean, you can imagine just, all right, uh, pants off, just down, and then and then as you bend over, just a, you get back spasms. I think that's the logical explanation. But just to have it happen – 
with that motion is is just gotta just gotta suck like oh really this is how i get hurt yeah (laughs) so all right so we heard the logical explanation of how that can happen can you give me the most illogical explanation that you can conjure up right now uh he was trying to put on his pants without hands without without taking off hands you made the same yeah taking off pants without his uh without his hands so he's really kind of working his legs all every which way to shimmy his pants off and uh, tweaked his back doing it. Hmm. That is just as possible, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> have you ever tried to jump out of your pants? No, like, I have not. Okay. I have not either. Maybe Brandon Morrow has. We'll, we'll ask him about it if we ever talk to him. Um, the other odd thing that happened was a rookie for the Brewers, a rookie pitcher for the Brewers, um, this... And, didn't well he didn't make this decision but he ended up (laughs) (laughs) puking on the mound twice in an inning in the middle of a game and stayed in the ball game to finish the inning that is the most amazing part about this for me because i first of all i'm amazed that more players don't have incidents like that on major league baseball fields um apparently it was super hot in milwaukee at the time they were playing with the roof open uh, it was his first start back after being recalled. Probably some nerves. Might have chugged a ton of water, Gatorade, or something. Probably not a good combination of things going for him there. I don't think he was legitimately sick with the flu or anything. I don't think major league uh, teams allow players that are severely sick to participate in major league games. But he hurled on the mound twice and. Through a scoreless inning, I believe. So uh, gave up one run. Gave up one hits. run. Well, all things considered, not bad. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I I for one know that I could not do that. I am not good with uh, vomiting. I I do not handle that well. I, I did not wish to watch it. I, I, I did see some of it and I clicked away quickly. So, <laughs> yeah. I Something mean, that I, happened that I, I'm surprised doesn't happen more. I'm fine with vomiting. I watched enough Tosh.0 to kind of be a little bit desensitized right. to well, it. you've been properly vetted for but, such occasions. But, uh, I mean, I can't imagine yakking twice and then going, all right, let's let's face some major league hitters. What a trooper. <laughs> what a trooper. Yeah. And uh, so this was, this was Adrian Hauser. I think I said his name already. Yeah. But, you know, for... 99.98% of people out there probably don't know who this is, right? Or nor should you, you know. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anybody follows baseball quite that closely that isn't a Brewers fan maybe. So, this was a this was just a, a nice reminder that there especially at this point in the season when there's been injuries upon injuries and lots of different moves being made by pretty much every team. Um, we are going to have another edition of who the heck is that? We haven't come up with a name for the game, but you know the you know the drill. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and explain what uh what you're gonna do real quick? And then we'll All get right, into so it. So I have I have pre prepared this. What a shock! Um, I have uh, five names, uh, their positions that they play, and the teams that they play for. It is up to you to. Uh, to try and guess it, where these guys play and what these guys play. All right, I'm ready. Go for it. All right, first name, Adalberto Mondesi. That's the Royals shortstop. 
Okay. I, he's a prospect. And he was. He is a before. prospect. He had an yes. EDM PD suspension. Come on, you got to do better than that. I guess I didn't follow that. Um, Maybe I'm just, just too good at this game. Yeah, I think you're too good. Okay. Uh, the the interesting thing is that his his first, his actual first name is Raul. He is the son of Raul Mondesi and the brother of Raul, Raul Mondesi Jr. <laughs> All right. So, then. yeah. Uh, so that's why he goes by Alberto's middle name. Uh, okay, next name. That was too easy. Tyler Cloyd. Oh, goodness. There you go. Um, I'm going to take a shot in the dark. White Sox relief pitcher? He's a relief pitcher for the Miami Marlins. Ah, uh, okay. Sounded yeah, so like he, a relief pitcher. Yeah, so you, so you got your uh, you got the, the okay. position right. You got the league. Do, and... I get, do I get a point for that or not? I, I got to get it both. I got to get it both. Yeah, I got to get both. Okay. Next one. Jose Siri. Hey, Siri. Oh, I, I've... I've seen that name. I don't remember where it's from. Um, shoot, I I do not remember what team this guy pitches for. I think he's a pitcher. Maybe not. Uh, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna say relief pitcher for the Reds. He's a center fielder for the Reds. Oh, I got this. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm almost putting it together. I'm almost putting it yeah, together. We're close. Field, he's a center fielder for the Reds. I'm okay. getting bits and pieces here. Yeah. Uh, okay, next next name, fourth fourth name out of five, David Boat. Boat spelled B O T E. Okay. Um. All right, my brain wants to associate him with a water related team for obvious reasons, <laughs> but obviously that makes no sense. There's no connection there. I like your logic though. Yeah, I I like it too. Uh, I will sort of do that and say Mariners relief pitcher. He's a Cubs second baseman. Okay, not even close. <laughs> Why the heck do the Cubs need more position players? Okay, never I mind. Don't know. He has 19 at best this year. Doesn't matter. Okay, last, last name. You you didn't get a majority. Even I mean, okay, you can two, you blame me? <laughs> can you... No. I mean, you did you did get two kind of half points. Uh-huh. I this might end another easy one for you. Uh, Domingo Acevedo. Oh, Acevedo. Yankees relief pitcher. Yeah, yeah, I, I knew him. He's a he's a yeah. prospect. I was um, yeah. I did get two. You got two. Yay. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Congratulations <laughs> to me. Um, <laughs> that's that's great. Um, that was the who the hell is that game? Do, do you know? I'll I'll play a very very brief version of this game with with you now okay just I'll, I'll give you one name if you can tell me um rob zastrizny oh i've seen that name oh uh, who does he play for might be my new favorite name i have a lot of favorite names oh is he a relief pitcher for the cubs he is and he won today's game that's why i ask oh <laughs> i don't think i saw that he won but i've I've definitely seen he him. he won today's he won today's game the second that, that's, game today. that's the amazing thing about this is that just every day you can see new names that you've never seen before and that's just baseball that's what i love about it so i think that is going to do it for our podcast today one other minor interesting note that i'm going to say before signing off here is that Stephen brault 
a relief pitcher for the Pirates, who does a who hosts a podcast with another Pirates pitcher, Trevor Williams, and it's a really great podcast. You should check it out. It's called IMHO. But he sung the national anthem uh, before today's game, and it was really good. It was shockingly good. I guess he was a musician in, in college and before being drafted and all that too. Makes sense, but uh, it's just it was great. There's so many things to like about Stephen Brault. He did hold the longest, um, I think I believe the longest active uh, streak for um, not at bats, not striking out to start your career, and he did strike out recently. This was in the last two weeks since we had recorded, so I'm sad to say that, that record uh, has been destroyed. But Stephen Brault is amazing nonetheless and he can sing so i thought that was really neat all right so that is going to do it for today thank you everybody for joining us Uh, if you did enjoy it make sure to rate comment and subscribe it really helps us out and we want to hear your feedback so let us know what you thought tweet us at beat the shift bp uh you know twitter facebook instagram any of those places all all the same and check out our website, beattheshiftbaseball.com, for our podcasts and any articles that we may write. Uh, yes. Again, sorry about the lack of content recently. It is School is out for us now, and we will be on top of it a little bit more. So um, thanks for sticking with us. All right. That is it. As always, Ray. Peace. Peace.